Welcome to the Biz Dad Podcast, where we dive into the melding of fathership and entrepreneurship with your host, the original Biz Dad himself, Adam Labar. Adam is a Christian, a former Air Force officer, a dad to three amazing kids, a coach, a real estate investor, and a business owner. On this podcast, he'll explore the unique journeys of amazing dads who are striving for greatness in both business and family. So whether you're a dad who is an aspiring entrepreneur, a seasoned business owner, or simply a man striving to be a better dad, get ready as the Biz Dad brings you conversations to inspire, challenge, and equip you to be a better dad and entrepreneur. And now, here's Adam. My name is Monish and I'm from Brisbane on the east coast of Australia. Uh, and my wife, Michelle, and I have owned a design and construct residential uh, general contracting remodeling business for the last four and a half years. And we've got a 18 month old son named Max Cartier. One of the questions I like to ask is how you're going to involve the kids in the, in the business and you, or if, if you're going to, and it sounds like you are well on your way of thinking through that. So that's awesome. Um, yeah, but it's, uh, and it's also like, I mean, so I've got the highest grade, um, GC license you can get in Australia okay. and it's quite hard here to do that. It's taken me 12 years. And it's something that's only going to get harder. So by the time Max mm-hmm. is old enough to actually apply for a license, it's going to be super difficult for him to get that. Whereas if I've already got it and, you know, I'm not saying like nepotism type stuff, but like if, if I've got the license, we'll do something together. Like I'll be the, yeah. the licensing partner, but he's got to come up with, you know, whatever he wants to do with it and yeah. cover my risk and my exposure and everything. But, you know, of course I'm going to do that for my kid and my kids. Sorry. So, it's, yeah, it's again, why wouldn't we utilize something that I've worked hard for, for the next generation and, and thereafter even. And, um, you know, we, Michelle and I speak about this sort of stuff all the time. Like, how would we, how would we do it? Like we, so we've got a family trust and all that sort of stuff. And, mm-hmm. and how would we bring our kids into it and, and allow them, like, we don't want to do the allowance thing. Like, we don't want to just yeah. give them money for for being alive <laughs> basically yeah. like yeah. you know I, I still want to instill you got to earn earn your share and, and go through it sort of thing so i don't know there's a there's a there's a way to go but you know it's something to think about and and figure out how can we how can we set ourselves up to help them from an early age yeah. not not help them the sense of give them handouts but help them be educated about finance i want to teach my kids to not have to sell their time for money. Like yeah. that should, you know, because I did that quite a fair bit myself. And so mm-hmm. I want to teach them that you can do passive investments. So you can figure out how to make money work for you or, or you know, provide jobs to other people who want them to, to then earn mm-hmm. a bit of a cut off it sort of thing. And if you're doing that at an early age growing up, it allows you, like you said, like if they want to go join the army or whatever, like you can follow, let's say, your passion you can follow something that's that's as an outlier or as a niche instead of having to finish school, go to college, you know, be an undergrad, like just follow that path and then eventually mm-hmm. in your 30s try and get to a point where you're financially free. Whereas yeah. if, you, if you're financially free first, if you attain that first, I said to Michelle, like they could then pursue something that's, you know, they could go into something that's super creative maybe, which doesn't pay yeah. a lot of money. But if, if, if you have the space to do that, you'll be really good at it, right? Mm-hmm. If you don't have to do it to earn money, you can be more creative. They can go into science and work on something super niche and, and end up, I don't know, doing space exploration or whatever. 
something, again, quite a high barrier to entry. You know, you've got to put a lot of um, hard work into getting there. But if yep. you don't have the, the necessity to have to, you know, I've got to earn money to pay rent so I can't go and study this. I was talking about passive investing, right? Teaching, teaching kids how yes. to have a passive income so that they can. Yep. And same thing if they want to be like professional athletes and stuff like that, like where mm-hmm. basically anything that you can, you have to put a lot of effort in, not be paid for quite a while to, yep. to become successful in that area. They can choose that field if there's passive income already coming in. Yeah. So that's no, where I, I want to teach my kids from an early age how to do that. But- so we can teach our kids to use, to utilize capital, basically. Like, yes, as a 12-year-old, you can go to a bank and get a loan to, you know, buy a bunch of houses or whatever. But if your parents, uh, if we have that, we can teach yeah. you how loans work and how, how to actually evaluate investments and, and things like that. And so you can kind of, if, if you've got to that point in life, like why would you start your kids to learning journey down at base level? Like why wouldn't you start at somewhere high? Like so as a, when Max is 12 years old, I'll teach him how to let's go look for properties. Let's go figure mm-hmm. out, you know, what's a good property buy. Let's go figure out how tenants work and how you deal with them and things like that. Like it's, it's, it's a level of education that now I've learned from mistakes, right? Like when we bought our first property and how that's all gone through, why wouldn't you pass that down? Why would you let your kid just go and relearn how to, like I said, pack grocery bags? It doesn't make sense. So it's, and, and again, then when, let's say by the time Max is 20, if he's got sufficient passive income to carry through his 20s and he doesn't have that insecurity about like paying rent or, or whatever the case may be, he can, he's in a better position to make better long-term decisions. Like you were saying, mm-hmm. if there's if there's a single mum, she's got no choice but to have a couple of jobs and, and, and all that sort of thing. And whereas if, if Max has income coming in, he has a choice. Like he can, you know, he can go into the career that he wants and, and things like that too. So yeah. I think, yeah, it's it's about, like I said, not selling your time for money and thinking yeah. about how can we, like Michelle and I, build up for our kids something that they can keep kind of working through. I'd love to teach my kids, like how compound interest works, you know, mm. and how you invest in shares, how do you invest in property, how you invest yeah. in business and and what what happens over time and things like that instead of just saying, like I, I know a couple of people that weren't allowed to talk about money at home, mm-hmm. like growing up, they just weren't allowed. And it's weird because, you know, these, these, these adults now don't know how to make informed decisions, like in terms yeah. of, you know, or they've got to go and, make a bad decision and then learn from that, unfortunately. So mm-hmm. I was lucky in the sense that like, so my mum did speak to me about money and growing up my grandfather as well, he taught me a lot. Like he'd take me to the bank, like, you know, he said to bounce check, like he'd take me to the bank, he opened my account and he showed me how to do stuff and, and things like that. He used to get me to play Monopoly with him and he yeah. had all these little games to kind of like teach me, you know, how to do that sort of stuff. Because as a kid, you just want to play games, but yeah. he was teaching me like these these subtle lessons back then. So I really owe everything I've done in terms of finance to like to my grandfather. And it's sort of mm-hmm. those sort of conversations are what I want to have with my kids moving forward as well. Yeah. 
Today, we are chatting with Brian Glass. He is uh, yet another, if you have been listening to this at all, yet another GoBundance guy. So Brian, welcome. If you can, please uh, give us a little bit of an introduction about you and your family, and then a little bit about your business as well. So like I'm a lawyer in the Northern Virginia area. I represent people who've been hurt in auto accidents against insurance companies. Uh, I'll be 40 in August, which is kind of weird to say. I've got three kids, all boys, a 10-year-old, eight-year-old, five-year-old, been married uh, for almost 14 years to my wife, Krista, who came and joined me at the law firm about a year ago now. Um, my dad and I run our law firm together. It's called Ben Glass Law. I joined him four or five years ago after a decade of practicing on my own in the same geographic regions. And then just earlier this year, joined his other company called Great Legal Marketing. We teach lawyers in solo and small law firms how to run better practices run better businesses, Adam. Awesome. That's pretty cool. Let's switch gears a little bit over to your kids. How much exposure to what you're doing do your kids have? Um, and how much exposure do you want them to have? Right? Like, what does that look like? My kids, so they know I'm a lawyer. Mm -hmm. um, they think that I go to people's offices and take money from them. Oh, very good. In, yes. It's, it's interesting. It's like, it's not like that we think dad helps people. It's like he goes to, goes to insurance companies <laughs> and takes money from them. Um, beyond that, you know, it's kind of hard, I think, to explain to five, eight and 10 year olds what, mm. what you do. Um, we haven't, you know, like next career day, we'll probably take the, the older one to the courthouse just so he can see here's what, here's what goes on all day. Uh, and they come by the office, especially because mom and dad are working together. Mm -hmm. They like to come in and, you know, do things like Xerox their hands, radar, <laughs> radar supply <laughs> closet. Uh, you've never seen kids that are more excited to have branded notepads than my kids uh -huh. are. And then we've got a fantastic snack drawer. So they, and we have a little like a uh, wellness room with a massage mm -hmm. chair and a walking well, treadmill. So, what the so they like playing with all that Jeez. stuff. Um, but exposure to what we actually do. Yeah. Not, not a whole lot. You know, if, if he's interested and he wants to join great. Um, but no, we don't have any deliberate plans to, to bring him on board. Today, we have Dan Reed on the podcast. I'm really looking forward to uh, learning a little bit more about him. We spent um, a, a lot of time together for a, a short period of time in OTS. We were both prior enlisted folks and went into officer training and then did that for a while and became good friends there. And here we are years and years later uh, doing a podcast together. When I first came in the military back in 1999, uh, I came in and enlisted as a TACP. I did that for about 13 years. Made it up to Master Sergeant. And um, throughout that time, um, my wife and I have four kids and uh, several dogs along the way. During that time, I finished my bachelor's degree, my associate's degree, and started my master's degree all before I went to OPS. As far as business goes, I, I never actually started a business until we, we moved to Ohio. And mm -hmm. this was probably my sixth or seventh home that we had renovated. Um, it's something that I really enjoyed. I loved to get into plumbing, electrical construction, etc. I built all the going away gifts for all of our military units. Carpentry is kind of one of my passions. And so that's what inevitably led to me starting Reed Custom Woodworks back uh, about three or four years ago. All right. Fantastic. My son has been working uh, since he was 15. And so when I, even when I first started my, my first business, uh, he was my first employee. He was employee number one. And so I taught him construction trade. I taught him work ethic. I taught him how to report to a boss, which uh, 
which isn't great, right? Whenever you're, the boss is also your dad, it doesn't, you don't necessarily get um, the entire impact of having a job. Mm -hmm. uh, I may have been a little rougher on him than probably some other boss would be. Uh, but I also expected more of it, right? I wanted him to be our, our best employee. I wanted him to learn all these trades because it's not even if he doesn't go into the construction business, even if he doesn't do engineering, at least he understood what work ethic is. Mm -hmm. um, my daughter is the exact same way. I brought her out on many construction sites and she would come out there and work with us. Um, since then, uh, Jack, my oldest son, um, he's been he's had several jobs. Uh, he worked with an engineering company last summer. Uh, right now, he's working for a local grocery store called Dorothy Lane. Um, he works over in the seafood and meat department, and he works four days a week. Uh, he also goes to school full time during the summer. Um, my daughter uh, works about every single day as uh, doing babysitting. Um, and each time that one of them wants to buy something, they have to buy it themselves. In fact, I'm not going to I mean, Christmas birthday, you know. If they want something, they have to earn it. So my son pays for his own insurance. He pays for his own gas. Uh, he pays for any maintenance that's on the vehicle. And my daughter will do the exact same thing. Um, I ensure that whatever responsibility uh, that they are going to need as an adult is implemented early in life. Uh, I think it's critical that they understand that their, their actions and their decisions have consequences. So if my son ends up spending his entire paycheck eating, you know, burgers and fries mm -hmm. he doesn't have enough money for insurance guess what he doesn't get to drive yeah. so yeah i can afford to pay for his insurance but that ain't happening yeah so he has to they both have to understand what what the, the value of a dollar is primarily but two how hard is it to actually earn that dollar mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah. and so yep I've, I've instilled all of that but aside from work ethic uh, what i think that my dad taught me uh, also, my mom did also, but it's, it's, it's integrity, right? It's the, it's the type of character that you are. What type of human do you actually want to be? Mm -hmm. uh, do you want to be somebody who's lazy and they, yeah, they can go to a job and they can pay for all their bills? Or do you want to excel in life? There's a difference. So there are people who are very passive in this world and they go and you know, they work, they pay their bills, but they're not excelling. Mm -hmm. uh, and I expect that the children in my family will excel in life and they will be better off than we are uh, have, we have turned out to be and um, that's a very difficult thing to teach is what is um, not only the value of, of hard work but doing it as a responsible adult doing it who's with somebody who who holds on to the the ethics and the morals that i believe that god has instilled in us and um yeah just teaching them to be good people and so my dad was also a deacon in our church. And so um, we, were in, we were in church every single Sunday. Mm -hmm. uh, we ensure that our, our kids are in church every week. Um, they're very active in the youth group. Uh, we've actually homeschooled them for the last 12 years, uh, giving them a Christian education. And so uh, the amount of, of time and effort and money that we've instilled into the future of our children uh, had better uh, bring the results that we're expecting. Otherwise, um, they're in for a rude awakening because I've already told them once they're done with college, they are not moving into my basement. 
I'm excited to uh, to introduce a, a another good buddy of mine in GoBundance, another Adam. So he's got to be awesome because, I mean, with a name like that, you can't go wrong. Uh, but Adam Hill, he has got a great story. But to start, Adam, if you can introduce yourself a little bit, tell us about uh, your family, tell us about your businesses, and then we'll kind of go from there. Absolutely. So yeah, I'm Adam Hill. I uh, live in Denver, uh, Colorado currently, originally from Southern California. I have my wife, Marie. I've been married to her for about 19 years with two wonderful kids. So the business-wise, my great-grandfather started a business in Southern California called Hill Brothers Chemical Company. We're in the fourth generation of of the business. We just celebrated our 100th birthday a few weeks ago. I also build a personal brand where I have a podcast, I speak, and I help people to essentially reframe fear and build a better relationship with it. One of the questions I like to ask is how you're going to involve the kids in the in the business and you, or if, if you're going to. And I have not introduced them to the idea of joining the family business. And, um, and it's, it's not my intention to do so. Um, and uh, and and that, so they're not involved in it now. I mean, only to the extent that you know, say we were involved early on. But um, you know, with with regard to our company, um, you know, we we have uh, uh, it's it, going through four four generations. There's certainly a legacy aspect to it, but there was also you know, for me, um, kind of coming into the business, um, there was a bit of an excitement there, but there was a bit of an obligation too. And mm-hmm. that that I want to, that I want to, um, you know, uh, uh, not protect my kids from, but you know, uh, help my kids avoid so that they can, you know, be in charge of their own destiny. Because there, there's a lot, like you know, thinking that, like, well, this is the, you know, this is the path for me, like going into the family business and doing mm-hmm. this thing. Um, it. it, it while it was rewarding and while, you know, I'm, 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 I'm happy to, you know, run a company. I'm very blessed with what I do, you know, early on it, it also kind of, you know, um, it, it, it narrowed my focus or narrowed my mindset on what else I could do. And I think that's where I was trapped in my own head early on was like, you know, well, I'm just doing this business thing, kind of just biding my time until, until you know, I, I learn some things, or they have a place for me, or whatever, or, or what have you, and it didn't feel very fulfilling, or as fulfilling as I as I thought it would mm-hmm. early on. And I just didn't give myself. And this was this is it. There's nobody in, in the previous generations to blame, but it didn't give me the the uh, um, I guess the the courage or, or the the wherewithal to like actually think outside of like, well, what else is possible? You know, what yeah. what else is what 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 else can I be doing or could I do more things at once? Or, you know, is there, is there other opportunities? So I want to give my kids the freedom to look at what they want to achieve and, and do it and not be restricted by these ideas of like, well, you know, artists can't make money, so it's not a good career or, yeah. well, you know, this isn't a good path because it's just too hard to get into. It's like, no, I figured out the exact opposite by being surrounded by people like, um, you know, people at go abundance. I've seen like, wow, these people are doing amazing things that I've heard in my life. It, you know, only, you know, uh, that it is impossible, but they're showing us that it can be done. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, that's incredible. So, you know, just in that, just in that process of surrounding ourselves with the community, you know, we've been able to make some changes, but it's a long form answer of just saying, yeah, no, I don't, I don't want to introduce them. If they find interest in it, I'm going to sit down with them and have a very, very uh, clear conversation with them about what that looks like. And how that, how that, what that means and the challenges and the difficulties. 
Um, is there are a lot of challenges and difficulties that I didn't, I didn't expect or understand. You know, it's, it's even in a family business, especially in a family business, yeah. it's very lonely um, being in the top spot because all of a sudden you could become a totally different person to mm-hmm. the people that even your family members, which is, uh, is challenging. And so I have yeah. a lot more respect for my dad on that front for what he went through and what he had to go. And, and he ran the company for 25 years and grew the company to where it is today. I am uh, super excited to have uh, my guest today. He has been uh, an inspiration for everything from my real estate journey to um, talking to him about fatherhood um, to you know being in his being in his amazing mastermind. It's been a lot of fun to be around uh, Gino Barbaro and seeing his family at work. So uh, Gino, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, your family, and uh, tell us a bit about your uh, business slash businesses. I am part of the Jake and Gino community. Jake and I started the education community a few years ago. Uh, I am a father of six children, uh, ages 23 to eight. My oldest daughter is a missionary right now. My son, 20 years old, he's at the camp with her right now just for the summer. Uh, 17-year-old, 14-year-old, 12-year-old, and a 9-year-old. Been married quarter of a century this year, 25 years. It's been a long time. It's been great. No, it's it's been an... I'm really fortunate that I married my wife. I mean, two two things I'm really blessed with is being married to her and actually finding Jake as a partner. Those are two things that really uh, worked out well in life. And it's ironic that you know, we're always striving and achieving for money, but I think the relationships in life are so important. Obviously, the relationships with your children, but you know, the, the other kinds of relationships are so important. Have you thought about putting the kids to, to work for you inside of one of the businesses with you? I mean, Gabriella, and I'm a tough boss. I just, yeah, I wasn't a good boss to them. And it's funny, mm-hmm. I would catch myself sometimes yelling at her. And because I, hey, I want this video done. She did a lot of video recording, a lot of editing. And then one day, my wife's like, Do you speak to your employees like that? I'm like, no, you've got a point. Never really have spoken to my employees like that. But I had, yeah. so what gave me the right to be able to speak to my kids that way? And it was an enlightening moment for me. And I just had to realize, why was I doing that? Oh, maybe it's because I got it from my father and the way I was treated, because that's just how mm-hmm. the old generation would, would, would be able to do it. And I'm like, okay, that was an enlightening moment. And the kids still do work. They still do work inside the business. They come to all the events. Um, they help with the books sometimes. They'll help with some kind of video, some kind of editing. So I, I'm more than open for them to work. And my son is, uh, investing in our deals as well. So he's investing in mm-hmm. our deals. And what I, what I would love haven't told him yet, but I would love is when he graduates college to go up to Tennessee and work six months in property management, just to see the, the inner workings of the business yeah. and just to get an idea of it right now. Cause he's really intelligent as far as spreadsheets, as far as underwriting, as far as capital, he gets all that component of the business, probably a little asset management, but I want him to property manage. And, and, and because I wanted to see that it's such an important component of the business and that property managers have a tough job. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. when you're sitting in an office and you're air conditioning, your asset manager, you're saying, why do property managers, why aren't they pulling that through? Well, it's a hard job. It's a thankless job because if you're doing a great job, yeah. they're going to fire you because they're going to sell the property. And if you're doing a bad job, they're going to fire you because you're not, you're not doing the right job. So it's a hard and challenging job. So for him, yeah. like you had spoken before, to have empathy and to see the other side, it's always good to be part of the other side. If you're going to be a leader, go through those trials and those tribulations, learn what it is to be that way. So when you're actually running a business or you have your investment, Investments, you'll understand what they're going through. So you'll be able to empathize with their struggles and maybe you'll be able to bring something to the table. I am excited to talk to Luke Henry today, who is our guest. Luke, thank you, first off, for coming on. I want you to go ahead and introduce yourself, your family, and then tell us a little bit about your businesses as well. So uh, yeah, Luke 
Henry. I am in Marion, Ohio. I've been married to my wife, Lindsay, for uh, 18 years. This weekend, we have two children, 12 and a half and 11, boy, girl, Emerson and Olivia. Our businesses, we have kind of a family of family businesses. So it started out kind of way back. Uh, I started a landscaping business when I was in junior high and continued that through high school, college. And then once I had a full-time job, my first uh, full-time job was as a pharmacist. I went to school. I got a doctor of pharmacy degree. I was a pharmacist and was still doing landscaping on the side. And with a couple of full-time jobs, I quit my job as a pharmacist after working just two years and started doing landscaping full-time. And that was the, the beginning of the, the full-on entrepreneurial journey because I'd never done it full-time. I'd always mm-hmm. been just on the side. And so I uh, jumped into that and uh, haven't looked back. Have you thought about putting the kids to work for you inside of one of the businesses with you? I think it was 2019, the first year my son did. We uh, planted like a sweet corn patch and okay. it was kind of my son's project. And so he was responsible for sort of overseeing it, but it was a bit of a family project overall. But uh, he, uh, with some help from his sister, picked picked all the corn when it came due. And mm-hmm. then he sold it. And that business was called Emerson's Ears, his uh, <laughs> sweet, sweet corn patch. And so he would uh, like record a little commercial uh, inviting people to purchase. And he'd say what the price was. And then yeah, different price if you just bought it as is, or then he would also husk it for you and sell it, you know, ready to eat. And uh, so he made that commercial. We posted it on Facebook and then we kind of tallied the orders. He would get the names. My wife would write them down and he and Olivia would uh, bag it all up, put the person's name on it. And then there'd be kind of a pickup location and it was a bit of a system. So then, uh, we had a bad year or so in there, and then uh, last year we had a decent year again, and he actually uh, wanted to have a website. And so mm-hmm. he went on GoDaddy or wherever and purchased emersonsears.com, and um, he was like asking me like how to build a website. I said, son, I, I, I don't know what you're talking to the <laughs> Go wrong to Fiverr, guy. Go to have somebody build yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's like I, I know the general process, but like in terms of like pointing and clicking and making it look good, like it would look, I'm sure, really lame if I did it. So he just went on and like uh, watched some tutorials on website building on GoDaddy. And like a few hours later, he came down. And he said, Dad, I got a website built. You want to see it? And I was like, just shocked. Um, yeah. So, so it was great. Yeah. So then last year he took, uh, he linked it to a, like a Google form that he had created. And so he took his own orders. It would send him an email and then he would reply to their email and say when the order would be picked and ready. And then that was the plan again this year, but we had some unfortunate events with some, uh, geese of all things getting into Ugh. the sweet corn and, and eating it all before it, like, uh, the actual plants, not the ears, but mm-hmm. the plants before they, got grown up. So we didn't get a harvest this year, but it was a, it was a great learning experience. He learned tons of about entrepreneurship through that. And then my daughter in 2020, um, did, you know, when masks were like such a thing, she did this, uh, she wanted to tie dye some, she wanted some 
before, you know, every store had those like very mm-hmm. early on, she was like, I want to like tie dye some and like make them look cool. So she like tie dyed these masks. And then we were having at the time at one of our venues, uh, a, a series of like handmade markets, like craft show type things. And mm-hmm. so she like got a booth at the craft show and she sat there and she sold them and she would make change. And I mean, she was only eight years old uh, at that yeah. time. And so that was a great experience. And then as, as you know, we kind of mentioned, they've also worked in our businesses as well, but that's an even different experience than kind of yeah. having their own thing and, and developing a product and talking about what the price would be and understanding like profit and tallying up their profits and splitting and paying back their loan from mom and dad for the raw mm-hmm. materials. And so it's, you know, it's led to some really fun conversations, uh, just like what you were talking about that you want to do. It's, it really yeah. is a great learning experience. The only thing is that we uh, opened uh, some savings account, a uh, savings account for each of them where when they've done these little businesses, they've, been able to keep a percentage of the profits for themselves to buy mm-hmm. trinkets or PlayStation games or whatever. And then the rest got put in the savings account to be used for another investment opportunity mm-hmm. in the future. So uh, they nice. still have those. And, and that's the intent of those is to, to, to go and invest in, in something that way. So I've, I've thought even about, um, Obviously, this is going to be more than what the money they have, but kind of like uh, partnering with with my son or or even just allowing him to be part of like a real estate deal, like a small single mm-hmm. family or duplex or something to say, hey, let's like let's kind of like do this together from the standpoint that we're going to to find it. We're going to walk through it. We're going to go through the whole process of, of financing and like kind of doing the underwriting and developing a rehab budget and then overseeing the rehab and some of that. So we haven't done that quite as in depth, but they have been through a lot of our projects as they've went through mm-hmm. the process. They've seen them before we've done any renovations during, uh, they've went on lots of trips to, to Lowe's and the lumber yard and stuff like that. And, uh, helped pick out fixtures and push carts of cabinets and stuff like that. So they've just kind of always been in, in and around what we're doing. My daughter just really enjoys working. She's a hard worker and she loves going with her mom to the toy store. She loves r- running the register. She loves helping unpack merchandise. And like, she is a worker. Uh, my son is just, uh, different as, as kids are. And I, he enjoys more hearing and learning about the actual business, business principles, talking about, again, that stuff like margins and different things mm-hmm. that um, are interesting. And so like he, I think he has more of like a, um, he's looking for hacks. <laughs> I think that, you know, it's uh, sometimes I think that he may enjoy uh business or or pursue something that way just because he doesn't want to have to go get a a real job i don't say mm-hmm. that in a disparaging way i mean i i don't either um but yeah. um you know he he sees us working hard and so hopefully we're we're building that work ethic as well my daughter seems to have a little less interest at this time i mean again she's 11 years old um mm-hmm. in 
having a small business or something, she she's talking about more traditional career tracks like nursing or teaching or something like that. But what is important to me is that they at least understand it. And if yeah. they consciously choose that they feel that their calling and their life's work is is doing something that would require them to be a, a W-2 employee, then I'm going to, of course, be supportive in that. But I also hope that they go into it like eyes wide open and they understand what we do, why we do it, the benefits mm -hmm. of doing it. And they definitely see the drawbacks of doing it as well. And so I want them to totally get the small business thing. And then similarly, like from a real estate standpoint, I also like you know, say my daughter wants to become a, a teacher, uh, mm -hmm. I would support that. But I also, I think would encourage her to, 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 to buy up a little bit of real estate and to, yeah. to help enhance her, her income and her, her wealth generating capacity from that perspective. And to just to see that opportunity and to be able to take that and run with it and, and use what she's learned or use me as a resource to help her navigate that process, whether mm -hmm. it's house hacking or buying a, a rental or, or being part of uh, some sort of opportunity that way. So I, I think that there's lots of opportunities you want to expose them to. And then what they do with that is, is ultimately, of course, up to them. Today, we have on uh, Jordan Berry. I haven't personally had the pleasure to meet Jordan in, in person yet, but I really look forward to kind of digging in deep uh, on this conversation. So Jordan, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, your family, and tell us about uh, your businesses. Yeah, awesome. Uh, match made in heaven. I, I got a job as a pastor and was a youth pastor and pastor for 14, 15 years. Ended up kind of getting out of that. And that's sort of where the, the entrepreneur journey uh, began through buying a laundromat. Got laundromats and run a platform called Laundromat Resource, uh, which is helping kind of educate and connect up the industry and people who want to join into the industry or buy into the industry or whatever. I've got some real estate also. Married, have two kids, uh, Noah, who's 12, and Evangeline, who is almost 10. She'll be 10 in a little over a month. Kids can comprehend things that I think most people don't think that they can yeah, comprehend. For sure. Like, like the taxes thing, right? And like, what's depreciation? And we've talked about, uh, we've talked about cost segregation. And my kids yeah. are like, you know, eight, eight, nine, 10 years old, 12 years old. Right. And, and they get that stuff. And we've talked about like, cryptocurrency and what is it? Why does it exist? And what's going on with it? And, you know, why does it go up and down so much? All that, like, and they just, they understand so much. Um, however, one thing that uh, I really preach on, for lack of a better word, to my kids is that, uh, you know, Learning about this stuff is one thing, right? And yeah. I have, I'm, I'm, I mean, you actually, you mentioned this too. Like I'm, I'm guilty of this. You mentioned that you're actually guilty of this too for a little while where we get in this cycle where we learn stuff. Like we're just consuming, yeah. consuming, consuming. And I, I love that actually. And I ride those highs when I'm like super into something. I'm like, I just lean into it. Right. However, learning stuff does not change your life. 
Uh, That does not help you accomplish any goals. That does not make your life better. It's taking action on the things that you learn. Um, And so I harp on that a lot. And one of the, I guess, mottos uh, that we have here is that you cannot be just a consumer. You also have to contribute and create, right? And so we don't let our kids sit around and watch YouTube videos all day, every day. Um, and in fact, they get to do that as long as they're also contributing and you know being creative, right? And so for my daughter, that looks like she's got a YouTube channel that she does. She's posted like she does the whole the whole thing, um, and she's posted like over four hundred videos on her nice. channel, and she just does little shorts every now and then. And she's got like one hundred and seventy five subscribers and. You know, it's love and life and it's trying to get to, you know, monetization and, uh, but she's contributing, right? Like, and so we're okay with, you know, okay, it's okay if you watch YouTube videos and stuff or whatever, uh, as long as you're also contributing, don't get sucked into just being a consumer, right? My son, you know, he's, he's tried a a bunch of different stuff. He had a website that he, I taught him how to build a website and he was running his website and then he's kind of over it. Then he started a YouTube channel and he's sort of in it, sort of out of it. And I'm like, look, you got to be doing something. So I don't, it doesn't matter to me what it is. You got to be doing something. Right. And so mm-hmm. right now he just, I mentioned he created a radio station. He's running a radio, sta- an online radio station right now. So that's really cool. Um, you know, making sure that they're contributing and, and being creative and creating things uh, for other people. There's a website called AppSumo, and I always just kind of browse over there to see if there's. They usually have pretty big discounts on different tools and resources, um, and I've utilized some of those for for my business. And I saw this one that's uh, called Radio Lies, I think, and it was. Uh, I think it's probably still up there, um, and it was like it's a one-time fee. It's not a lifetime subscription. It's a one-time fee, and I was like sitting on the couch, and I saw it, and I looked at my son. And I'm like. He he's not somebody. My daughter loves attention on herself. YouTube channel is perfect for her. He is not like that. He doesn't want to be in the spotlight or anything like that. And I was like, "Hey," um, and, and we've been trying to just to kind of back it up just for a second. <clears throat> we've been trying to uh, figure out what a good fit for them is to help me with my online business, mm-hmm. my laundromat resource platform. Um, so that we can pay them, you know, there's, you can pay up to, oh, yeah. it's like 12,000, whatever, whatever it is, um, before they have to pay any taxes. And then you can throw that money in a Roth IRA. So we've talked to them about that and, and shown them like, Hey, this is a, this is almost guaranteeing you to be a millionaire if we do yeah. this and you don't touch it. Right. And so, uh, they're very excited about that, but I'm like, look, I'm not going to just give you a thousand dollars for nothing. Like you have to actually do something that's going to help this business, right? And so I saw this, you know, Radiolize app, and I looked at my son, and I was like, you know, hey, are are you interested in creating a radio station for Laundromat Resource? Uh, you know, there's this software here that you can utilize, and you can upload. Like, so he's he he went through and he uploaded all of my podcast episodes. We're at like 123 right now. Nice. Uh, he uploaded a bunch of like live Q and A's that I've done. He's uploaded uh, webinars that I've done. We're, you know, he had, he had this idea where maybe you could do, um, I could do uh, like a live Q and A on the radio station where people could actually call in um, mm-hmm. and, 
and we can have conversations. So we're, I think we're going to try to start doing that. And so he's figuring out how to build out this radio station, but he uploaded all to this software um, to start this online radio station. And you, he basically has to schedule it all out when stuff's playing. And then he actually went through and recorded uh, a whole bunch of like, calls to actions and like transitions and stuff between so like a podcast will play and then he'll yeah. his voice will come on and he's like you know hey go follow laundromat resource on instagram.com or instagram at, at laundromat resource or whatever it That's is awesome. right um and so he sort of put all this together and uh it's just recently that he's just launched it and so i kind of announced it on the podcast episode and i was like just go check it out and uh so we set up a little patreon account for him i was like you know, if anybody wants to give him a buck or two just to say good job for being a 12 year old, mm-hmm. that's awesome. If not, like, don't worry about it. It's not, uh, you know, no big deal. So, Hendra Tambunen, um, I am super excited to chat with him. He is a, uh, a fellow real estate investor and a Christian. Um, so, I think we're going to have a lot to be able to talk about. Um, so, that said, Hendra, if you can't, go ahead and introduce yourself. Um, tell us about uh, who you are, who your family is, um, a little bit about your business, and then uh, we'll go from there. My name is Hendra Tambunen. I'm originally from Indonesia. I came to the United States as a foreign student when I was finished, after finishing high school. And you know, went to San Francisco State, uh, live in the Bay Area, and then pretty much been living there since then. Um, I'm married, you know, and then with my wife uh, for almost 25 years now. And with one wife and one kid, you know, is a 15-year-old going to be turning into 16. He's a sophomore in high school. Yeah. Nice. And I do uh, real estate investing. So what you said, I even though I still have a W-2 job, uh, that's eventually that's the... Side so hustle like what everybody's doing in their real estate investing that I'm really passionate about. And I think more than it, real estate in investing itself, I consider myself as like, you know, yeah, have an entrepreneurial itch that just want to continue just like finding things. Let's switch gears a little bit over to your kids. How much exposure to what you're doing do your kids have? Um, and how much exposure do you want them to have? Right? Like, what does that look like? We actually attended uh, a boot camp with. Jake and Gina also nice. a couple a couple boot camps with them. Um, in fact, this is a funny thing is that you know about three years ago, um, maybe two years ago, it was two years ago that he was asking for buying a, a van shoes, and I asked him like, you know, I'm going to buy you the van shoes, but I want you to reach that reach that for that for teens for me. I mean, he was only like 11 years old or 12 years old. He's not mm-hmm. even a teenager yet, and I want him to to read it that book. I mean, when he has motivation, he, he again, he read it chapter to chapter by over the weekend. Never happened nice. before. And he's very excited. And then I, I asked him, I tested him, like, so what is your, uh, what did you learn from the book? And he was able to, like, oh, yeah, asset and liability. Well, explain to me what is asset and what's liability. Well, asset mm-hmm. takes to put money in your pocket. A liability takes that the money out of your pocket. Then, then how are you going to do it? Well, we need to invest in assets. And that's how I will be able to engage in him and then explain to him and then start opening up, you know, um, about all this possibility. And then he, he, he realized like, he, and he told me that recently like, that I don't think I'm going to be able to become like an active, you know, investor, you know, like, like with you and mom did. He said, okay, if I'm going to be a passive investor, it's like, yeah, it's like, that's fine. You know, what mm-hmm. do you want to be, what are you interested in? You know, he started looking into all the possibility and, and then, you know, 
I think it's it's part of the like engaging like to show him like what's possible out there. It doesn't have to be following like our footstep. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I, I'm just glad that he was able to engage in like an like, entrepreneurship uh, journey. You know, and then what he wanted to do in, in a conversation. I am uh, truly excited about our guest today, John Ballinger. Um, I think he is going to provide some massive insight and excitement. John, if you can, please introduce yourself. Tell us about your family and then uh, a little bit about your business. So, um, Adam, I'm a 20-year retired Marine, uh, helicopter pilot by trade. Just retired in October and uh, relocated with my family um, to Colorado Springs, Colorado. And... Got a wonderful wife of 15 years, and our story is is truly phenomenal. How God inter interwove our our interactions to end up as a married couple. But we have two boys, 11 and seven. Uh, my oldest is Lincoln, youngest is Hudson. We had a, a daughter in between, um, but she is uh, she she passed away right after birth. Well, three months after birth. So we're we're a happy family of four and. And loving this next chapter, you know, trying new things, trying to expand my horizons. I purposely avoided going back into av aviation, and purposely avoided going into military contracting because mm -hmm. those seem like somewhat safe uh, bets that I wanted to try to to grow from. So, two or three things that I'm actually doing. One, I started with two other partners, a, a real estate development company, and that's based out of Oklahoma. And we're focused on just taking properties and, and really <clears throat> adding value to those and, and expanding the capacity and the capabilities of those properties. And um, also doing some coaching, some executive coaching, one-on-one uh, -on -one coaching for individuals who are just seem to be stuck in a place that they, they need a little assistance getting out of a little bit of accountability. So I do that um, for individuals and for, I come in and speak to corporations um, just on anything and everything that that they may need help with. So really excited to put my hand to different things, but mm. it is also trying at times as well. So that's what I'm currently doing. I try to encourage questions. You know, I'll say, hey boys, you know, they'll they'll ask me on the way to school, what are you doing today, Dad? Because in their mind I just sit at home and, you know, talk to my friends on Zoom. Uh -huh. <laughs> you know. Um but I I'll, I'll say, well Today, dad's got three coaching clients. Oh, okay. Well, what is, what is coaching exactly? Because they've got a coach, mm -hmm. right? And, and I'm, a, I'm a coach on one of my son's soccer teams, um, but they don't, the, the coaching idea doesn't yeah. always sit well with them or sit right with them. So I explain, well, so-and-so is, is making these big business decisions and I'm trying to help them out with kind of a mindset I, and, and walking them through what I actually do as an executive coach or success coach or life coach or whatever it, mm -hmm. the term is and how I try to champion those people that I'm in front of. And they'll say, well, dad, what, what about your real estate? Are you still doing that? Yeah, of course I am. But unfortunately, the project I just spent eight months on and talked about a lot at the dinner table is fell through uh, because of interest rates or because we didn't have the right investors. or And I, I try to talk through those hardships. Um, and so they're getting a better idea of what I spend my time doing. They are, are kind of wrapping their heads. Okay. Dad used to go 
do this thing where he wore a uniform and got in this mm -hmm. helicopter and flew this thing. And it was very, you know, defined who I was. And now it's, uh, well, dad, you're going to have coffee with somebody. Like, why are you having just coffee with them? Uh, why are you not going to work? And I'm like, well, mm -hmm. today work looks like this. It looks like a coffee with, you know, a potential investor or a potential coaching client or, you know, whoever. So I try to have those conversations a lot and then ask them to provide me feedback. What, what did you not understand about what I just told you? Or what questions do you have? Or do you, would you be interested in doing something like, something like this when you got older? So trying to open the aperture for them mm -hmm. in ways that I never, you know, had open for me. When I was seven years old, I wanted to be an astronaut and a basketball player and fly airplanes. You know, it was very, you know, I had one of eight options, you know, firefighter. Mm -hmm. and I was like, no, that's too hot. And, you know, what, whatever. So I just tried to involve them and tried to keep the conversation flowing so that they better understand what I'm working for and mm -hmm. where this energy is coming from, where it's going to and why. What, what's my why? What's my purpose? What's, you know, what am I doing this all for? Thank you so much for listening to the Biz Dad Podcast. We hope you found some value in your time here with us, and we look forward to bringing you the next episode. If you've enjoyed today's show, please subscribe and share so you and your friends won't miss our upcoming episodes. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Rumble, where we continue these discussions and share more valuable content. Be the dad you know you need to be and run your business in a way you're proud to share with your kids. Keep crushing it.